Hey, I'm Marcus. And I'm Nick. We are Working Class Nerds. Cue the intro. right we are working class nerds the podcast that gives you no information about your favorite information today is thursday january 28th 2021 and you can find this podcast anywhere there are podcasts in the galaxy you want to go to pluto you have a digital signal you can get working class nerds you can come watch me try to play video games and fail at twitch.tv slash marcus b814 you can find the both of us on Twitter. I am at MarcusB814. And I am at Nick Vern. That's N-I-C-K-V-E-R-N. In this week's episode, we're welcoming back Chill and Kitty from the Utini cast. Welcome back, guys. And hey. uh, what? Hi! Nice to be back. I see. How are you guys? What you been up to? Things are great. We great are to good. hear from you. So tell us, uh, let's start with Chill. What have you been up to these past couple of weeks? All right. Well, I've been playing a lot of SWOTOR. It's still you know, my main game as it has been for like, well, you know, almost 10 years now. <laughs> uh, so I've been uh, leveling a gunslinger and going through all the all the story, including Kopfi, Kotet, the whole thing. Uh, never really have done it on a, on the dirty fighting on a gunslinger. Felt really very different from the scoundrel version. Uh, really like that one. Uh, I was going to then... I'm about done with that. I'm going to, I have basically just the uh, Echoes of Vengeance flashpoint to do on her, and then we're, I'd be done. And then the idea was after that, I was going to do some endgame stuff for a while, but uh, a stream viewer and I got to leveling again. So <laughs> I started up doing a, uh, a sniper, and I'm doing him as a Winter Soldier cosplay. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Sort of like from. From like the Winter Soldier movie, you know, that like that era. Um, it's hard to get the, the exact movie. look right, but I have a nice sort of like uh, sort of tactical vest sort of outfit on him. He's got like the long hair and the and the five o'clock shadow. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, he's doing it as a as a chess mercenary. And so we've got a bounty hunter and uh, and, a, and an agent. We're doing, you know, so we're both on uh, Huda right now. We're just finishing up Huda. And uh, the other game, which I don't get to talk about on the Utini cast, really, is uh, League of Legends. I do play League of Legends as well. And uh, mostly I'm a jungler on that. So I, I do jungling. When I don't do jungling, I'm uh, support. So basically, I, as long as I'm not last hitting, I'm pretty happy. And yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of working right now on, well, everyone's always looking to, you know, go up in the ranks. And, and then there's always that. But I'm looking to kind of change my style, like uh, technically, or, or rather historically, I tend to be like a, a tank jungler, and that's fine and all, but it kind of leaves a lot of it out of my hands. Like I can help things out, but I can't, it's hard to really carry from a tank position. So sure. I'm, I'm looking to try some junglers that are more damage and more carry junglers. And it's taking a while to sort of get used to the whole mindset and how, you know, how much damage do I do? When can I go in and all that? So having fun over there too, but uh, yeah, mo still mostly SWOTOR. And then in the evenings uh, when I have time, because I'm also writing for my pod my other podcast, Cryptobiography. Uh, but when I have time in the evenings, I do play League of Legends. So yeah. So what do you think about um, Riot Games who make League of Legends 
saying that they are actively currently working on a full-fledged MMO set right. in the League of Legends world. Yes. Well, I mean, I've been an MMO fan for a long time. I mean, you know, I've I I basically burned myself out on World of Warcraft uh by playing it so much, you know, and then I kind of came back to it um and met Tio and, and because I was doing more group stuff, I got back into uh, World of Warcraft and we played that until basically Swotor started up. But I've also played other, you know, I played uh, League of Heroes or uh, City of Heroes and City of Villains. Um, I've played, you know, I've tried uh, Guild Wars, I've tried a few other ones along the way as well. I really like the whole MMO setup, like just how the kind of look and feel you get from MMO where, um, you know, where your character just kind of continues to develop and you can go in a bunch of different ways in terms of like what sort of activities you're doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what their take is on it. Uh, you know, I don't, I mean, it's certainly not going to replace Swotor as, as my only game or anything like that, or even my only MMO. Um, but I'll definitely be checking it out. It sounds like it's still going to be a few years off. It's, it does sound like they've been working on it a while, but it does sound like it's going to be a few years off, uh, you know, before they can really get it going. And I'm, but I'm very excited to, to see how that's going. I've tried a couple of their other games that they have released recently, uh, I did a little bit of their their card game, which is very good. It's just not a style of game that I'm particularly fond of, um, but they but theirs is very good by all accounts. I've also played some Team Fight Tactics, um, which has some a lot of fun, a lot of little fun aspects as well. But I'm just a big fan of just standard League of Legends, not even like you know Aram, not even or, you know Earth. I just like regular League of Legends, uh, and that, so that's kind of like my my non MMO game right now. Wow. Well, the thing about the, that's appealing to me as the Lego League of Legends MMO, you mm-hmm. know, they Riot Games has basically come out and said we're coming for um, Blizzard. Right. And I think if there's ever, you know, and I think every time an MMO comes out, they're like, well, it finally beat World of Warcraft. I, I don't think it's actually going to beat um, World of Warcraft. But the, because you can't, people are invested. I'm, I'm going to use SOTOR as an example. I'm inv- I haven't been playing SOTOR for 10 years, but people that have been playing that game for 10 years, whether they only play it once a week or not, they're invested. Right. They've invested 10 years into their life. It's really hard to walk away from something that you've been playing for that long. You know what I mean? Oh but, yeah, Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're going to have a real job of it, just like, you know, well, Swotor and every other MMO who's sort of gone hard after, like, you know, becoming the premier MMO uh, has had a hard time of it. There is a lot of momentum there. I, I think ultimately, you know, what's going to take down World of Warcraft is World of Warcraft. Like, you know, if, if they are if they don't keep things fresh, then eventually mm-hmm. people will sort of walk away. Um, one of the reasons I sort of stopped playing well it wasn't just because of Sotor, but um for me like i left around pandera and i just didn't like some of the some of the things they were doing in the game that that to me made the game less interesting or less fun to play uh i've heard some good things about some of the sub- subsequent expansions that wow's had but it hasn't made me come back to it uh so i think uh, you know when the, when they do league of legends you know they have a pretty good fan base obviously there's a lot of people who know at least some about their lore and about this the world of of uh, runeterra where league of legends is set so they have a, a real chance to 
you know, get a, a bunch of people going on an MMO, you know, in a good way. And if, if the, it's going to come a lot down, I think most than anything else, because they're going to have like good world building and stuff like that. They've, they've got that sort of thing kind of, well, down. they pretty much already have it. Yeah, exactly. The world building is kind of there. It's going to be like, how does the game feel to play? Cause a lot of MMOs, I played a lot of MMOs and, uh, like I tried some of the free ones and like, they just don't feel good to play. Like, you know, so if they, and if they are going to do it as a completely free to play game, it's going to be interesting to see how they are able to do that while monetizing it enough to keep it, you know, uh, good for them in terms of, uh, in terms of the amount of money they're able to make off of it. Um, you know, but, but without, uh, you know, without falling into some of the traps of, of the free uh, MMOs that are out there. Cause a lot of them really get really grindy or they get paid to win or, you know, there's a lot like a, bot- a bunch of problems and a bunch of traps that they can fall into. And we'll just, we'll see if they avoid them and, and put out a, a game sort of look and feel that people really like to play. And we'll see. Have you guys ever played final fantasy 14? Nope. I have not. Uh, I, there are definitely people who have, um, that I've talked to recently, it it seems. I mean, it has a pretty good fan base. There's a lot of people who do like it, but it, I have. I There's have a lot of content. Yeah, when and I was really it, trying other MMOs, was like kind of almost like pre Swotor, or you know, like, and I tried a few even in the early years of Swotor just to, uh, just because I was curious. But since then, I haven't. Like, I, I didn't really try the uh, the Wild Space one. I think it's called Wild Space. Yeah. Um, and uh and i heard really good things about that one and similarly uh, i haven't tried uh, final fantasy either but um the people who have played it you know seem to like it a lot i i get excited for when a game is announced or is coming out you know most of the time mm-hmm. anytime a game even if i don't i don't think i'm really going to play it but i like the concept of it i'll buy it just to support them um with Riot making an MMO for me, if it's tab target and it has 2020 graphics, mm-hmm. it's going to be really appealing for me. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be a Star Wars MMOE kind of a game coming, but or even SOTOR when they do their graphical update in 67.0. But anyway, well, what I'm eager about, like I've been playing Final Fantasy 14, which I'll talk about, but for you guys it's so story rich i think there's like a thousand main story quest missions in just the first expansion wow Mm. wow it's beautiful i've watched people play it and it's a gorgeous game but it's it's different anyway kitty what have you been up to well first i'd like to apologize to everyone you guys and the listeners i ate way too much dinner (laughs) <laughs> I am extremely lethargic. I'm rocking back in my chair, playing with my switchblade, like opening it and da, 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 just kind of daydreaming here. So I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I might be a little wonky this evening. So just heads up. <laughs> wonky is good. Yeah. And not, I mean, the cat is running around like a crazy person. And I like hear him over in one area and he's clunking around and then zoom, he turbo time, like right past me. So there's like chaos going on and I'm like, so I I apologize if I'm a little off today, but regardless, I have been uh, playing my agent 
and I hit 75 today. Nice. And I have been playing through the planetary missions and as well as the uh, class missions, and then even wow. doing the side quests and doing the um, the Heroics? planetary bonuses and oh, wow. And rooks and bonuses. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on what the third planet and you're level 75. (laughs) Is that how that works? I I hit Hoth and I'm level 75 now. Oh, and I've been (laughs) doing the on rail stuff as well. Oh yeah. On rail space missions are fun. Yeah. So so you're doing a complete, um, complete game start to finish. Yes. I'm also doing the flashpoints. I haven't, I have not done the uh, the operations, but that's just because I don't have uh, you know easy access to it. But everything else, and it's it's really fun. Like I I stream for you know five to six hours, maybe sometimes even seven hours when I play, and I have spent the entire day on the planet. So, like doing all kinds of whatever it is I'm doing, joking around, talking to people in chat. And, and then I'm going to close out the stream and I'm like, Oh shit, I am still on Hoth. I've been on Hoth all day long. Oh man. If I I spent six hours on Hoth, my retinas would just be burnt out. I was going to say that is a lot of white on your monitor. (laughs) I I go into uh, what's it called? Uh, Night mode. Uh Uh-huh. So I turned down the uh, the blue or whatever it is that causes the headaches. And I also yeah. have some uh, sunglasses that I wear when I'm on off. In real life, I wear wear my sunglasses on Hoth so I can, so I can. Totally. (laughs) But I started playing this character because I hated it when I first started it a couple years ago. Just to kind of try to broaden my horizons in the game and Let's be honest, I've done everything a thousand times. So breaking it up and trying to do it different is uh, is pretty fun. But would, would you say that you know all of the conversational choices each way for every every class? Yes. Wow. I've played every choice that you can play. Wow. So, but you know what? I am not that strong a swimmer. So I don't necessarily remember it all. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have it all on a, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not a flow chart. What are they called? Businesses use Excel them? file. Spreadsheet. 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 Yeah, I got them on a spreadsheet with notes and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I've but, never uh, done a spreadsheet before in my life. It's really? so. No. I haven't either. I never did until someone in the guild. Uh, she brought it up and I went, oh, you know what? I should check that out. Googled it, started doing it. And now every character I make, I have little notes so that if I want to try something out again, I can do it. But this time hmm. he is a, um, he's kind of, he's a, he's an imperial purist, but I play him with like a little story arc, you know, like a, a, a mild, very mild RP. So he is an asshole and he's, and I hate, I hate Cleo. I love it. I hate Cleo, but 
I hated Theron too before I romanced him. And then mm. eventually I was like, oh, Theron's kind of awesome. So I'm romancing Cleo and I've decided that she has kind of, you know, got into his head. And so now mm. he's a real asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's That's making awesome. dick choices just because, you know, Cleo might like it. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause she's a pretty, she's a pretty pure sociopath for sure. Oh, she sucks. <laughs> But you <laughs> go ahead. Oh, and, I was and, just hoping that she'd be ride or die. Someone said that they go, Oh yeah, you got to play it. Cause she's ride or die. And I'm like, all right, that sounds kind of cool. So, you know, um, no, no, no. Cleo's in it for Cleo. <laughs> oh yeah. Cleo's in it. She's already, oh, yeah. she's, she already yeah, talked she me into going it. and killing all her old uh, boyfriends. Right. And people in chat are like, you know what she's doing? She's manipulating you. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what, I, that's what we're talking about. She that's is manipulating like us. Yeah. 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 We're, we're going is, for it. Yeah. And the funny thing is if, if you're an agent and a, and a male agent, then the other option option is like completely the opposite. Cause Raina temple is like such a little teddy bear. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Can you show me how to shoot my gun? Oh yes, I will. Of course I will. Um, but anyway, so that's his kind of trajectory and he's in that, sh you know, that asshole phase and he's eventually going to have like an arc where uh, eventually he is going to want to try to defect over to the Republic. Mm. So he's going to be a saboteur. Long term saboteur. Never, cool. Yeah, I've never done a saboteur on a non-force user. So I'm. Well, that'll be interesting. excited to see what happens. And I've only done saboteurs on female characters. I've hmm, never yeah. done them on a male character and I'm doing a series of body type for males. I was going to ask you to tell Nick about this because it's hilarious. <laughs> and the reason I'm doing that is yeah. because I play nightmare mode space Barbies and outfit. You got to explain to Nick what that is. Nightmare mode space Barbies. <laughs> oh, here yeah, I know space Barbies is just like, no, it just wait. No, just wait. I basically came to the reality in real life that I'm never going to kiss another woman in my life. Okay. <laughs> so I made up a uh, nightmare mode space Barbie, which is there's like little stipulations to it. Like, um, no, rule number one is you have to look fabulous. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other rules is that you can only wear an outfit that is fitting to the environment that your character is in. Right. So okay. like I'm on Hoth, I have to have warm clothing. Right, you can't. Okay. No exposed bellies or anything like that. On right. Um, he's an uh, an imperial officer, so he's got three different, you know, uh, uniforms that he wears depending on where he's at in the galaxy. So mm. if I go to meet, if I go to Dromenkos, I wear my uh, my uh, imperial uniform. Sure. Right. If I'm, let's say, and this class is really interesting because the agent goes incognito sometimes. Yeah, so. When I do go incognito, I like, for instance, I went as a hunter. So he dressed like a hunter. Oh, like a pirate. I dress like a pirate. Arr. <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? Oh, you can only use mounts that your character would have access to. Hmm. So if you crash land on a planet, you have to go around and find out what um, what mount you would you would be able to acquire your character. And then I have a bunch that are unlocked. So I just kind of figure that out. Or, you know, if they're a force user, I'm like tame, whatever creature is, and then you can use that as a mount. And the is other thing, 
Please continue. <laughs> is uh, I you don't have your companions vanilla. You have to give them a different skin and you have to dress them up too. Oh. And if I'm on a planet that, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, toxic planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to wear a breather. A yeah, you got to wear a breather. So, ah, yeah. So, Very cool. so and all that. Okay. Now, do, now, I know what you ladies are, are thinking. And that's right. I am single. So, <laughs> you know how to get a hold of me. And, well, Kitty, uh, so. Looking for so, my gamer girl. Well, so I'm just letting you know if the analytics are true. We're really popular in the UK, in the Netherlands, and France. Everywhere else, we're just average. <laughs> but in those three countries, we're pretty popular. Right. It's you <laughs> and me, gamer girl. So that's what I've been doing and being a kitty daddy. This is fantastic. So so did he explain what his type four is? So he's no. doing... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a body type four because... <laughs> Because of the, you guys are like sound like a couple of hyenas over there. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, it's like it's a Greek laugh. Okay, I love it. So I did it because the outfits look different on a body type four character. Right, like, they're all warped out wide. They're plus mm-hmm. fabric body right. types. Right, and Sheets. I wanted to see what they look like. Yeah, they are. Omar the tent maker made them. <laughs> and just for the, the and, and just and just for the record, Imperial Battle Moo Moo. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But just for the, just so you guys know, I am a body tape for. <laughs> oh, you're a body so, type for in real life, for sure. I can't wait to give you a hug someday, Marcus. Maybe a three, but no, probably a four. No, I don't think <laughs> there is an enormous jump between three and four. Enormous. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, but well, yeah. three body type three to me is like well, that. Yeah, perfect one is muscular. One, two, it's sort of like yeah. generic heroic. Three yeah. is like super heroic because it's tall and extra muscular. Yeah. And then four is actually is like is like yeah, it's overweight. It's over. Yeah. And it's also really big. Like five size four is taller than body size two, and they're really wide. So they're, they're the, really big. They're the butterbean category. Yeah, they're butterbean. Exactly. They're, they're butterbean. Yeah, but you're not butterbean shaped. You're a little you're like tall, but then just have like a pear shape TA. That's all. Yeah, I look like uh um, I look like uh, no, I look like Pat Yeah, I look like Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Only because your head is like long and skinny. Yeah. Anyway, you sound yeah. like um, a, a pink cartoon character. Colin Patrick. <laughs> I am a cartoon character. Yeah, uh, I knew it. I'm animated. But that's about it. Well, so anyway, so Nick, but what he was saying is, I just heard the bell, um, <laughs> is that he uh, he's doing a series of these body type fours. And what are you calling them? Uh, big boys. <laughs> big boys, big kitties. That's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> so, so Nick, I know what I know what you just did. Yeah. But what have you been up to? I think. Uh, did we record last week? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, so it's only been a week. Uh, I'm going to end with my first bullet point, which is what I just did before we started recording. But um, so m- largely this week, I've been prepping for my new job. Um, I worked Friday and then... Very nice. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, if I don't know if you guys are know specifically. So I'm, I currently work in, well, until tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Uh, I work in the emergency department at a, at a hospital near here. 
Oh, cool. Um, and I'll be going to the clinical research department of the hospital. So I'll be doing research instead, which is dramatically cushier for more money and way less stress. And I don't have to like take care of dying people all the time. It's pretty nice. Sweet. <laughs> Definitely a like life uh, quality of life improvement. That's so yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm pretty stoked. So I, but that involves like, I'll be half in the hospital, half like in the office. So I have to get like business casual clothes and like new scrubs and, you know, pretend to like actually be an adult and I'll have like a cubicle and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I was listening to last week's show and, and, uh, you talked about having to get business casual and I went, yeah. what the hell is business casual? And then Marcus That's goes, I got to ask what this business casual is <laughs> <I'm> laughing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, it's like if you wear like a suit with no tie or like a button down shirt with mm-hmm. like nicer pants and like dress shoes or something. Can you do like you a know? polo shirt? I think polo shirts are fine. I, I don't really have a lot of polos anyway. I have like a bunch of button downs, so it's fine. You know, Nick's going to be going to Kohl's.com. Exactly. That, <laughs> I literally went to Kohl's like four times. <laughs> I'm like, because I keep being like, uh, I can't find a shirt. I'm like, I got to like keep looking for shit. So anyways, that's uh, what I've been doing. We're going to a wedding next week. I don't have. I exactly. Don't have and then we have a wedding next weekend. And I don't even know where my suit is. Congratulations, <laughs> you two. Uh, uh, you know, we're cousins. You've right? been zapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, if we're from Massachusetts, not Alabama. Okay. <laughs> no, it, ha- it no, it's, I think, it, no, it's legal here. What? Gay marriage? Yeah. yeah, gay marriage is legal here, but I'm saying no family uh, gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. oh my god, you're saying you can't find your suit. We're going to a wedding in yeah, New Hampshire. So I can't. I have no idea where it is. So we moved. I don't know a couple months ago now, and yeah, my wife just said to me, "Hey, where's your suit? Where's your suit? I don't know. <laughs> well, don't I don't you know. Find it? Get it to the dry cleaner. Probably. Uh, probably. It sounds like a problem for Thursday, Marcus." The dry before. cleaner <laughs> well and it was I, I, some for breeze it'll be fine well listen it's I, not I, the it's not I the can't. cleanliness it's the wrinkles because yeah, it's but... definitely in like a trash bag in a corner somewhere <laughs> uh, no. is like oh my god we're moving i gotta go whenever i bring the, my clothes to the dry cleaner the lady just shakes her head at me <laughs> and says have a good day and and she's flipping me off as i'm walking out the door she's like here's what you do me? put the uh, put your suit you know uh on uh hangers put it in the in the bathroom and while everybody's showering it will steam it and that it'll get work. all the wrinkles out a little, that does work a little bit but it won't do anything for the ketchup stains on the front <laughs> <laughs> no it's not see it's not that it, you know, yeah it's like right under your chest yeah right I have like that top. shelf right there <laughs> the belly all shelf. The, yeah the belly shelf it hit that's where all the food hits <laughs> that's dessert <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, so uh I also have been playing paintball every Sunday, which is pretty sweet. And maybe, just maybe, Marcus will join us someday. It's coming. It's happening. I don't know. I, I I'm making a comeback. So our friend, a uh, good friend of ours, his son is old enough to play now. And so shout out Matt uh, Rivard. Yeah. And we are going to be playing a tournament series next year. I am so excited for it. Oh, Anyways, cool. what else, Nick? Come on, I'm waiting for the big one. Uh, I've been watching WandaVision. I'm caught up with it. Have anybody else been watching? I don't understand I, I, it. I've been watching it with my wife. I think it's interesting. Yeah. 
It I is like how they're vague. like clearly setting up something, but they're not like tipping their hand too early. Yeah. Um. If you, I, I know Marcus is Marcus. Do you really want to watch it? No. You know, not no interest at all. Well, I mean, it. I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. So, I'll talk about myself in a minute. But it, like for me, like I want to finish Rebels, and that's what I'm really focusing on. Yeah, of course. But I, I just, I feel like the MCU. And this is where all the MCU people are going to kill me. Yeah. I feel like the MCU put all their eggs in one basket right away. Yeah. So for 10 years, they did the best of the best. And now I feel, and people are going to get mad at me for saying this. I feel like all of the MCU characters that are here now are like the B team. And I understand they're trying to build it up again because I've been reading the Avengers comics and the Avengers come and go and I get all that, but it's going to be really hard to suck me back in after Captain America, Iron Man, Fat Thor, uh, the Hulk, you know, even what's the newest Spider-Man? His Tom name? Holland. Yes. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah, he's the best Spider-Man ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like more, I like how he's like aged the right age. But, know? and he's, he's, it's just his attitude. Yeah. And like, I'm done with the origin stories, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm so done. Like, I don't need to see another, you know, Spider-Man one, like he gets origin bitten by a spider. Right? Yeah. The origin yeah. stories. But for yeah. me, the WandaVision, like vision and Wanda are never like big characters, big characters for me growing up. Yeah. So it's hard for me to suck in, get sucked in like the winter soldier show that's coming. Like that's interesting to me because I remember reading the comics with winter soldier hmm. and he was an interesting character. So that intrigues me, yeah. but I feel like the cast, they're going to need to do something big to, like suck you back in right like the bobbers in the in the pond with the worm and i'm just swimming around waiting to go to my demise and get sucked in you know what i mean yeah to get caught but you're not interested in that worm yet no and everything i've been hearing about the wandavision isn't that it's bad it's just everybody says it's the the responses i've gotten are it's weird yep it's um not a conventional show definitely not and it's hard to follow I agree. So I've been enjoying WandaVision. Obviously, I like Marvel stuff, too. But I've been enjoying WandaVision more for, like, its filmmaking sort of. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Cinematography and, like, the way it's shot. And, like, it's so I'll I'll try to be not super spoilerly. But obviously, it's Vision and Wanda trapped in some sort of weird sitcom right into the 50s you can tell that from the trailer and like as the episodes go on they go through like different decades of sitcoms that they're like stuck in and you don't know why you don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. that's the plot of the show but i think it's really cool to like see these characters start to figure it out within like the movie making techniques to make it look just like those old like decade accurate shows you know what i'm saying so for that it's cool although i'll agree with sort of the reviews that it's a little slow paced like i mean I, i'm through episode three now and it's like just starting to sort of pick up into like the larger overarching plot is starting to show through you know what do you, what do you guys think about it yeah uh I, that's exactly right it and it's a very it makes it a very interesting kind of mix of sort of hearkening back to like these these very old shows like older than i am and i'm 50 you know it's like these are these are shows that came out in the 50s and 60s for the most part uh and then 
but then also like lots of hints that something very serious is going on because there's like it's it feels very Twilight Zoney, which is interesting because that's another '50s show. But uh, but there's like little hints that like something is very very wrong with this world that they're in, and but exactly what it is is uh, completely unclear and right. kind of deliberately so. And um, there's it's kind of also funny because the even over the first three episodes, there's a lot of sort of moving forward. There's a lot of pushing because. Uh, in, you know, episode three is when it goes from black and white to color, like, like TV shows did in the the mid sixties. But like the first episode was about sort of like having a a dinner party over an embarrassment that might happen. And it was very much in the style of the honeymooners and I love Lucy. And then the second episode was about how the neighbors, you know, they have, they have to impress the neighbors and it was very much in the style of a slightly later show, you know, maybe like a, a leave it to be sort of early 60s. Yeah, exactly. And then in this, in in this last show, there is a pregnancy and there is, you know, there's these other things that did not come around until the, the sitcoms of the seventies, like the Brady Bunch. And it felt very Brady Bunchy at at moments. So they're, they're doing like this interesting thing where not only are they hearkening back to old shows, but they're kind of doing it in, chronological order and 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 for the same reason the the tv episodes themselves go from black and white to color which is another another indication that they're sort of moving forward in time in in terms of like what sort of show they're going after and it'll be interesting to see like when that breaks down like are they going to reveal things soon soon enough and then it's going to stay in like the 70s sort of feel uh or is it going to keep moving is it going to become like 80s and it's going to be you know like uh, you know, like the Huxtables, uh, you know, or or uh, Growing Pains or one of those, you know, like mm-hmm. what's going to happen I think it uh, is. going forward. Uh, and it, it, to and me, it's very interesting because of that. Yeah, I can't it, wait to hear them get or I can't wait till they get to that Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, right. When it gets yeah. really, really, really wild and really modern. Yeah, the, it, it goes handheld and, you know. <laughs> Because, it's the office style. And yeah, like, office style, right? Like that sort of thing. They're doing like testimonials to the camera. The yeah. funniest part is when I walk by and I see my wife watching Seinfeld. And it's still relevant today. But the funniest part is when the phone rings and he's got the giant cordless phone with like the four foot long antenna. Right, right. And I'm just like, wow, that's what it used to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way better. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny, Marcus, because uh, you're saying how like these weren't characters that you're interested in, but to me that was sort of like it was almost the miracle of the MCU because like the the MCU for the most part was not people think of it as big now, but they were not the big characters like in the '80s and 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 so on and '90s like. Captain America, I mean, he was felt he was well known and everything, and he'd been around a long time. But people were all about the X Men and like all these newer uh, and and a lot of new things that were going on, and and you know the X Men movies came out earlier, and mm-hmm. I didn't give a damn about Iron Man, like not until like Robert Downey Jr., like literally not until the first Robert Downey Jr. I didn't give a damn about Iron Man. I didn't oh, care about funny. I didn't care about Captain America. All those guys kind of sucked. Like Thor? Like who reads Thor? I, no one read Thor as a kid. Like I hated Thor. Man, it, really? it was like what? Thor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But so, to me that's the cool thing is like they're finding 
they're finding ways to make these characters like really interesting. And for me, that's, that's actually kind of, it's kind of funny that you say that because like for WandaVision, Wanda and Vision were the two, like two characters from the MCU movies that was like, yeah, they were there. And it's like, yeah, it was kind of important, you know, at the end of infinity war and all that, but I didn't really care about, I didn't really care about them at all. Even, even in yeah. the MCU, but well, I think now we get point. another chance to like, see these characters uh, develop in, in new ways. And, and it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see. So to me, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, I, I'm interested in seeing like characters that are kind of have kind of been there, but I don't really know that much about or never really cared about before, and having an opportunity to like give them a chance to to do to really make something of themselves. So, so for me, well, this is kind of kind of cool. I do agree that. Let's see. For me, growing up, like Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor were like I have comics from 1965 of mm-hmm. Iron Man. You know what I mean? And. Like for me, like that's growing up, that was my guy, but I was a huge comic book guy as a kid and, um, and seeing Robert Downey, obviously Robert Downey Jr. Made Iron Man what he is today. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Just like everybody else. And I, I guess you're right, but I, I, to add to your point, I just need more context for Wanda and vision for me to be hooked on it. You know what I mean? Maybe right. it's a, maybe it's a full season of them doing the show. And then later in season two, that's when I pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. I've, like been, I've been, yeah, I've been known to do that. And it's true because of these, the way that they're setting up these first things with sort of like this mysterious, you know, whatever that's happening with the show going on in the background, it's like, you're not really getting uh, a lot of real background on these characters because something is sort of forcing them into this little box, like where they're having to act like TV show characters. But it, I think once that sort of breaks open, we're going to see, you know, we're going to get a little more actual sort of character development, you know, as opposed to this, uh, um, this artificial one, which is very much, you know, on purpose, they're doing this on purpose. They're keeping these characters in like this really bizarre otherworldly twilight zony box on purpose. Uh, and to me, that's, to me, that's kind of cool. And I am kind of looking forward to seeing like how it breaks open and like what, what is actually going on. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Original Twilight <laughs> man. Some amazing All right. So Nick, tell me. Yeah. What is in that PC? So I bought a I bought a desktop. You just said that. I did? <laughs> well, like 42 minutes ago. Well, that was no, right I said it we started, before the it? show. Oh. It was on the show. I bought a desktop <laughs> right. right before we started the show. I clicked the button. It's coming Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. 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 <laughs> Next Thursday? Yes. It'll come faster. Is it um is it shipping directly from Newegg? Yeah. And is it shipping from New Jersey? I don't know. I didn't because get, if I it didn't says it's coming, I just coming. clicked it 42 minutes ago. All right. Because if it's coming from New Jersey, you'll have it tomorrow. What? Yeah. T- tomorrow or Saturday. That's not good. There goes my whole day. Well, obviously. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Anyways. Everything works out for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, so it's got a. Let me just take it from the top. I'm going to. I'll save the video card for last. Mm-hmm. I already said it to you guys, but so. Uh, Windows 10, of course. Uh, 750 watt power supply. Nice. Terabyte SSD. Whoa. Good. Nice. 16 16 gigs of DDR4. Uh, liquid cooling. Asus Prime motherboard. I think it's the 490p. 490 is the uh, that's the socket. Oh, okay. For your CPU. Oh, 
Uh, my speak of which CPU is Intel i7 10th gen, the 10,700K. Nice. 3.8 gigahertz, 5.1 gigahertz turbo boost, eight wow. core, 16 that's thread. That's when we overclock it and burn it up. Yeah, we're just going. Just nuclear meltdown the PC. And an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080, 10 gigabyte. 3080. Woo! Whoa. Yes, indeed. Mm. I wanted it to conquer all. Well, I do believe basically all. So when you know when you buy a computer, I say you're the more you spend on the front end, you're just buying years down the road. That's what I figured. Yeah. Like my computer, I've been building over the years, and my computer probably like a year or two ago, probably two years ago, it was top, top of the line. Yeah. Because I spent, you know, twelve hundred dollars on a GPU. So what you've done is you've you've bought years of lasting quality. Right. The only thing you're going to need to do is put more RAM in it and that computer's going to be you'll be fine for the next 4 to 5 years. Right. That's what I figured. Because the the new graphics cards they're not even making games other than Cyberpunk. Games aren't even actually Cyberpunk can't isn't even made for those cards. Yeah. Cyberpunk was made for the next generation of cards. Right. You know, and that's what's crazy. Um so you basically bought yourself years of quality gaming. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really pumped about it. And what's really going to be nice is you don't have to do the laptop anymore, like pull it out of the bag, set it up to play a game. Right. It, your laptop is just going to start sitting in your backpack and you're going to turn it on. And it's going to be like, you have 50 Windows <laughs> updates. <laughs> right. That's so funny. That's <laughs> what it is. My, I haven't opened my laptop, I swear, in like six months. Yeah. It'll be basically me updating it before I do the podcast because I, I bring it over for my show notes. Yes. But. Yeah, I'm really, really pumped about it. Anyways, Marcus, uh, what have you been doing? Oh my! At so, some point, we got to get to the show topic. <laughs> we'll get there. When we there's get no there. rush. Yeah, there's no rush. Um, so, well, maybe Kitty is it? Wait, Kitty said he has to go to bed. It's like six thirty. What time do you go to bed, Kitty? Usually, right now, at <laughs> six thirty at night. Maybe seven. What time do you get up? Uh, when I sleep, I get to fly and shit. Why do I want to stay awake? <laughs> I, 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 See, yeah. I have the opposite. See, yeah. I don't. I'm. I don't typically I don't dream, so I stay up as late as I can doing the things I enjoy. Yeah, I don't. You I, know what I mean, it's like me time, especially yes. if I work. Yeah, then I like stay up late way after, and then I'm fucked for the next day. But, uh, but I, to me, I sit in bed for a little while and I, I watch TV. So I might stay up to like eight or nine. Okay, oh, all right, but that's like the you time. So like yeah, and and your designated decompression. Sometimes I get up at like four a.m. So yeah, four or five. You know, I like to be. I like living on this planet where other humans aren't around. <laughs> when other <laughs> when other people are doing sleeping things, I like to. I like to be out running errands, so there's no lines. Oh, that's fair. That I that I understand. Mm-hmm. Um. You're like you're the seven o'clock grocery store guy. Oh man, seven a.m. I'm telling you, that is the it's, best. It is the best because the store is clean. Nobody's in there except everything's a, perfectly yeah, stocked. A few, yeah, perfectly stocked. And there's always too many workers there. So like, if you need to know where, like, hey, do you have any raisin nut brand? Sure, let me show you the aisle yes. and I'll show you where it is. They do. Where, you go there at like ten o'clock in the morning or twelve. 
Hey, do you know where it is? Yeah, I think it's in aisle 13, three quarters of the way down. But if it's not 13, it might be 16. Good luck, buddy. See ya. Boom. And he's gone. Right. So I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, uh, although, you know, what I've noticed is that there are, um, people are shopping online. And so there's a bunch of people with these trolleys getting mm-hmm. people's order from online. So mm. there's more of those people there than there are actual people. Yes. The, the Instacarters yeah. and all that stuff. Or I don't know if you guys have Instacart where you are. I, I got caught being a dick the other day though at the, at the market. I grabbed a cat bed that I thought I wanted and, and then I went, ah, I don't want, I, you know, I decided I didn't want it. So I kind of threw it up on the top shelf of one of the things and I turned around, there's a lady looking at me and she just has this defeated look on her face. And I go, I'm going to grab that and go ahead and put that away myself. And she's like, you know, she saw that I made the gesture and she goes, it's okay, sweetie. And I go, nope, this was a dick mood. I'm not going to let this happen. And I <laughs> put it away. Now, every time I see her, we kind of smile. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, someone who works there? Yeah, yeah, it was someone that worked oh, there. Got it, got it, got Could it. that be your next kiss? She was like 80. So, yeah. <laughs> so what? Perfect. Anyway. Dude, what do you think happens at nursing homes? That's literally the highest population rate besides like 18 to 24 year olds. Outside of that, it's people 85 and up in nursing homes. Uh, sorry. Highest rate of STDs, I should say. Well, that's where I go on my dates, you know? That's why I'm in bed so early. How do you even know that? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Because I fucking take care of them. Oh. Okay. Anyway. So- <laughs> He's a voyeur. You're a voyeur, Nick. You know it. <laughs> anyway. So, so what I have found is I'm finding myself spending um, most nights playing video games and streaming so right now my current schedule is tuesday wednesday saturdays and tuesdays and wednesdays is rating and i'm doing hard mode ducks in um with we don't have a team name yet i don't think but anyway so we're doing hard mode ducks in we cleared all of it except the apex predator well wow. uh, last night was our first night progging the apex predator and we got him to 73%. Well, it, because I don't quite know what that is. It's like a cross between a Krogan, a lobster, a crab, a dinosaur, and I don't even know what else. It's just a freak of a thing. But anyway, and I'm really enjoying it. But what I'm what I'm finding challenging for me in streaming operations content is... I feel like I can't engage as much in the chat as I do as my Saturday nights. Like my Saturday nights, I call it the free for all. I may play Final Fantasy 14, but mostly I do like story content and SOTOR. And right now I'm um, I'm about I'm about to land on Voss and then it's just Corellia and I finished the class story. Um, Bromance Kitty is I think he's level. 40 something. I don't use the XP gear. Hmm. Yeah. The gear I use an XP boost, but I don't use the gear. Cause I don't, I kind of like landing at a level, uh, landing at a planet and only being like one level above level of that planet. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. One, yeah. Level ab- one level above level. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing, like I've talked about bromance. Kitty is I've modeled this character after kitty and, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I use the terms all the time. He's a pimped out player from the South. So 
if you're thinking about what a true smuggler is, that's Kitty. So anything that he can hit on, he hits on and he hits on them hard. <laughs> I remember there was this one, there was this one, Dialogue. just this random, like a uh, royalty person, female on Alderaan. And the minute he walks in and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. And there was a response like, Oh yeah. What do you guys need? And then it was like something else. And then there was one that was like, do you want to just go get a room right now? And I, I was like, Oh my God, that's the button. <laughs> so how'd it go? It went fantastic. I, and she instantly started blushing and it just worked. And I find that every planet I'm hitting, uh, um, I'm getting a little bit of private time with all of these story characters <laughs> before I leave. And he's leaving happy. Cause uh, what's the Wookiee's name? Bodor. Oh, Bodor. Bodor yeah. yeah. Bodor is always like, oh, I'll meet you back at the ship. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good wingman. Yes, he is a good wingman. And I've been trying to find the soundbite of bounce. Wow. Wow. So then every, and I can have it on my stream deck. So every time they, uh, <laughs> they disappear, I can get bounce. Wow. Wow. But anyway, so master Lil, um, I met him through Kitty stream. He's been like my, my right hand man in helping me, nightmare space barbie as best as i can because nice. i've never done it before nice. yeah lil's, lil's a good guy yep yeah, and is. i uh so he he'll come in the stream and start yelling at me that i'm not wearing the proper attire but i've gotten <laughs> but, but i've gotten really good about the mounts so as soon as i land i find the the mount vendor and i buy the new mount for the planet there you so go whatever mount yep and i don't i kind of like it's gonna sound weird I kind of like the vanilla companions. They don't like, they're perfect to me. They don't need any um, plastic surgery. That's yeah. Look <laughs> fabulous. Be, Rule yeah. number one. Right. They don't need to be uh, Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? <laughs> so no nip tuck required. Yes, exactly. So the, um, the, uh, but anyway, so Saturday nights are really, really fun. And I feel like that those are the nights that I can really like connect with the chat. Because when on operations nights, I do enjoy it because that's like my content to do, but somebody will come in and I'll be in mid fight. And if the fight is 15 minutes long, like I may say, like, I'll see like the chat move and I'll just say I, when this fight's over, uh, you know, I'll be I'll able to it. say hello. And then if we wipe, the team is talking about it and I'm not talking to the chat. So it's really, I'm having that hard, uh, it's hard to engage and yes. also be yes. in yeah. focusing so, on the operation. Correct. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is I've been playing a ton of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I'm usually like I don't believe in the buy two sub thing at once, but what I did was I bought a sixty day time card for Final Fantasy, so then I'm not I don't have a reoccurring bill. Yeah. Just to try it in uh, Doctor Gameology, friend of our show, friend of your show has um he's been playing it a lot and him and i have been playing it a ton together and it's really fun to be able to do that yeah that then and then uh lastly this sunday so i don't know if i'm going to stream on saturday i probably will but sunday is going to be a big bonus stream um it's my birthday sunday so sunday sunday yeah, sunday, yeah. sunday so uh sunday's my birthday i am going to do my first ever birthday stream nice oh, happy birthday nice. Yeah, so I'm excited for that because, you know, 
why not celebrate your birthday doing something awesome? And everybody else in my house is sound asleep at nine o'clock at night. So why not hang out with everybody? Yeah. Nice. Um, how are you going to deal with the distraction of me hitting you with the lightsaber in the background? That's okay. too. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. No, you'll just, you'll be, no, you won't be hitting me because you're going to be playing with a keyboard and mouse at that point <laughs> on your laptop here. But anyway, that's true too. Um, so I've been kind of, Oh, uh, what do you have for a lightsaber? Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm, I'm acting out you bonking, um, bonking Marcus on the head. Poor Nexu. So, uh, but I'm, so I'm really looking forward to the whole birthday stream idea. Everybody says you got to do it. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Kogus. He was like, Marcus, just do it. It's really fun. Um, so I'm calling everybody out. Anybody who wants, who plays on Starforge, cause it's the best server. Yeah. We all know that. Yes. And, um, <laughs> um, they're on Sadil Sean, of course. So what? Yeah. Yeah. guys, I was just starting to like you. Anyway, so um, if you're on Starforge and you want to come play, come play. I don't know. We're going to do a mishmash of stuff. We have a ton of people. We'll do an operation. If we don't, we'll do some flashpoints. Actually, I'll I'll get into that in one second. Um, So Sunday, this Sunday, January 31st, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash MarcusB814. Birthday stream. Come say hi. What up? In SOTOR news. Um, shout out to Kogus. Uh, he, uh, he sent me this link about the ranked PVP season 13 rewards. So Kogus made it his job to focus on ranked PVP this year, like crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause he like, I guess they're releasing a bunch of old items from previous seasons. I guess mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that all works. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I remember us, us talking about that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I think chill. Is it replicas? Yeah, exactly. They, it's basically the same items, but the t- if you, if you end up hovering over them and like examining someone, the, uh, the item will say replica in the title. As, and so there's a still a slight difference between the originals uh, and these replica ones. And even the replica ones are going away eventually. Right. So the, so basically he said, you know, he was going to grind out tokens and he's got like, I think he said he has like 1.75 million tokens that he's going to have now. Wow. So he could buy almost everything that's available from the token vendor. That's how much ranked PVP he's played this season. Wow. Nice. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, good for him uh, though. Like he's setting out a goal to be able to do that and he's, uh, he's crushing it. Right. And then they, um, they released some, you know, the season 13 uh, gear, like their, their, I don't know what you would call it, like their armor sets. Um, they're pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. the Furious armor sets are pretty sweet. They're on fire. Fire. And there's some cool mounts mm-hmm. and stuff. And what I like about it is you can only get these color crystals, armor pieces, all that stuff from um ranked pvp from ranked pvp mm-hmm. so i love um, that man two of those are cool the yeah, um, can you see this the furious what weapons are just very very cool looking and very pretty and they have really yeah. nice uh, effects on them Could that the like golden yellow one looks like um is that a green outside is that what that is i can't tell sorry in the bottom left yeah that's green green and yellow maybe it comes out like uh, almost like um 
the golden like lightsaber. It reminds me of the High Republic. I don't know why. Yeah. I didn't even talk about the High Republic. I know. We talked about it last episode. Okay. All right. So we're good. So um anyway, so if you're playing ranked PvP, you only have probably a month or so or three weeks to mm-hmm. go. And then um they mentioned season fourteen. So their update on season fourteen says, Now for the million credit question. When will season fourteen start? Season fourteen will begin later this spring. Da-na-na-na. So either March or April, I'm assuming. Uh, we'll have an article announcing the launch of season 14. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that announcement. That's it for the rank season 13 recap. We've broken down the ratings. This is the end of the, uh, the breakdown notes, but, but yeah, later in the spring, they get season 14. Oh, and then they said there's a few weeks left to, in the current season. So get those final games while you can. So we're in month. What call it February. It's about to be February. Yeah, so they end it in February, and then later spring. What's later spring? April? Yeah, March or April. Well, later spring. So April or May? Later this spring. I think May. When does summer start? June? Yeah. Yeah. Probably April or May. Yeah. Yeah, June 23rd or something like that. um, And I just want to, I have to take a minute and just mention that if you're a guild... Mm-hmm. And you invite people into your guild to get their conquest points. And then after a week, you kick them out. You are an asshole. Yeah. And I, 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 I read I read about this last week and I didn't mention it last week. And I know they're making changes to it. The, right. the conquest system. I know it's coming. But I just want you to know, like, if you're listening to the show and you're in one of those guilds that do that, you're an asshole. That's not right. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I can't even like the people, the things people will do to somebody. It just boggles my mind. It's, it's all. I can't believe I didn't talk about this in my, what have I been up to section? Well, it's cause we're right here in AIE news. Oh my God. The AIE con was this past weekend. That's so and amazing. Yes. It was great. It, and it was, it was, it was the first annual, like first time ever. I mean, it was great. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what happened and how it happened. Um, so the whole thing started off with a guild town hall, and it basically talked about everything going on in AIE, mm-hmm. all the games, all the divisions, what the officers are doing. We talked about the con, what was coming, and then, bam, the night started. And so everybody knows there was board games, there was D&D, there was, like, um open uh like party games like jackbox games and among us and and then there was panels and podcasts and all these things so what happened was being streamed right so nick and myself we teamed up with max and sema from the escape podcast we did a joint podcast so last week's episode Hmm. if you listen to escape podcast or you listen to ours it's the exact same episode Mm -hmm. there was no difference nice in the Yep. And we did that live um, on the AIE Guild and New Overlords Twitch channel, which is Max's channel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. And we kind of did like a hybrid show. It was just a lot of fun there. That first night, um, there was an open uh, casual game section. I think they played a bunch of Jackbox games. Yep. That, I chimed in on the chat for some of yep, those. That was led by Stu. Um, and then Albus is a board game expert. And he has a this game called Forgotten Waters. It's a pirate game, 
and he hosted the first night there. Then we had two D&D sessions with uh, Bach and Cadaveri. That was just Friday night. Then into Saturday, we had a board game panel with real industry board game developers, a st- uh, somebody that owns a board game store, and then a um, a board game like designer. So he's like, a, I don't want to say a consultant, um, like a subcontractor. So Plaid Hat Games was the, the game dev that was there. The other guy who's like a subcontractor, they hired him to create a board game. So like this was a real panel of like industry professionals Mm -hmm. where if this was like a board game convention, this would have been one of the panels there. Yeah. hundred percent. I watched it. And then, um, the, one of the guy who owns the store offered a 10% off discount to everybody for the rest of the month, um, on your first time purchase, which is awesome. Um, Saturday night, I mean, Saturday. So we had the board game panel, then friend of our show, Nick Irafino, and I did an indie game developer uh, interview. Mm-hmm. That's the video is on my Twitch and on AIE's YouTube channel. You did and a great it, job with those questions, by the way. Thanks. Um, I know you don't like the direct compliment, but you did. No, it, it, I felt comfortable because I know him. Yeah. Like I've kept in contact with him all the these past couple of years right. through his game. And I, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but if, if I have your phone number, I'm a guy that'll just text you, hey, hope you're doing well, randomly, or send you a funny meme about a death star, uh, a stormtrooper that's really depressed sitting at the bar because he has nothing to do <laughs> because all of his friends I got friends that one today. Because no, uh, all of his friends got killed in the Death Star tragedy. You know what I mean? But that's who I am. I, I keep in touch with everybody. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so Nick came on. We talked about how he even became to start making an indie game all the way through the process and then to release. And what was awesome is we had a bunch of people watching the show. I think he sold 10 copies of the game during the stream for his show. Nice. During his panel, which was awesome. And then again at night we had another forgotten waters uh, panel. I mean, game Nick actually ended up streaming a uh, Star Wars Legion game with his buddy. Yep. Friend of the podcast, Joey Feta. Which is that uh, tabletop, like real figure, kind of like, it's basically chess. Yeah, chess with Star Wars characters instead right. of pieces. Yeah. And and like unique rules and, and sort of movesets. Not like, you know, it's not like somebody is filling in for the queen or something. Right. You're designing your own um, three by six foot table with terrain uh, for reference. My buddy Joey had just finished painting the his clone trooper army, or uh, I should say Galactic Republic army, and I had the I was playing as the separatist, so I was the Roger Roger droids, Roger Roger with um <laughs> with Grievous and uh, Dooku as my two commanders, but so they all have like unique rules and regulations, and you have to roll dice um it, for attacking and defending you know respective squads and things like that. Cool. It was it's very it was very interesting. I love playing that game. But so Nick was live on so Discord. I just kind of like threw it together. I was yeah, like, but hey, that's perfect. Why don't we? I was like, oh, we've got all this cool stuff going on. This is very obviously on brand. I might as well at least toss it in Discord and stream if anybody wants to stop by and take a peek. You in, know, in my opinion, when you guys play it, you should always stream it. Yeah, but we're going and, to now. Yeah, and like put it on Twitch. And here's the thing: it's like podcast. I tell everybody, start a podcast, start a Twitch stream, just start. 
there's no you don't have a camera no problem just click the live button because mm -hmm. you can talk about doing it forever but yeah. until you click that go live or hit the record on audacity or zencaster or whatever it's only talk right you yep. know what i mean and our first episode, the sound quality was terrible. I think we <laughs> had the gain at a hundred. Yeah. You could hear like a pin needle fall in the kitchen. That was like a half a mile away or somebody dropping a pan <laughs> or a baby screaming. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the sound was terrible. Yeah. But anyway, so this happened Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And then to close out the whole thing, um, the AIE as a greater guild has its own podcast called the AIE podcast. Mm -hmm. And they, did a full recap show, talked about everything that happened over the weekend. Shout out to Gusty, who uh, Nick doesn't know it. He's going to find out now is going to meet her and her son in real life because they're doing um, AIE T-shirt run. And oh. she lives in Natick. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So we're going to take a ride out and we'll go to the Cheesecake Factory or something and grab some food. But anyway. Sweet. Yeah. So the There's whole event. Cool stuff in Natick. Yes. So the whole thing got can uh, canceled, closed out by doing the AIE podcast, which was the perfect way to end the show or end the weekend. Shout out to everybody who helped. There's, you know, uh, Stu, Dan Kinia, Bach, mm. Cadaveri, Albus. He had a friend who played a different game. I'm not I don't remember his name. Um, you know, all the board game people. A huge shout out to Max. Seema and Lucy because you guys really like coordinated everything and like were involved. We were calling it um all the officers were on hot standby to help anybody who needed. Mm -hmm. So we were all hot standby officers. Yeah. Uh for the weekend. Max was so helpful like offering to promote the Legion game stream and things like that and it was yeah. And in it was just very welcoming. Right. Like, the whole event. Yeah, and it was just different cuz you guys know we all play video games together, but when was the last time you played a board game? I mean, I can't even, well, I have two little kids, so I play board games and, <laughs> right. and Barbies all the time. So, you know, I do that stuff, but it was, it was such a special event. And actually now I'm kind of looking forward to next year's and it all started. We were all in a meeting and I said, let's do a con. We're all stuck in our house where nobody's going on vacation. There's no PAXs. There's no E3. There's nothing. Gamescom. There's no events. Let's do a virtual con. And it just stemmed up and everybody just took it from there. It was That's quite so the accomplishment. Awesome. I love yeah. it that you guys did that. It's the, uh, such a great idea. You know, the AIE Guild blows my mind because we're not just one game. They play all the games. That's right. awesome. It is awesome. Speaking of which, if all this sounds fun to you, go to aie-guild.org, jump in the Discord, and ask for a guild invite, whether or not you play Star Wars The Old Republic or any of the other games we play. And we mean any of the other games we play. We'd love to have you. Come on down. And um, just for the record, we're just going to say this. If if you play on the Starforge and SOTOR, obviously go to AIE. But if if you're on the Satil Sean, and we do feel bad for you, but if you are... <laughs> Guys, how can they get to Utini Cast? Thanks. Thank you. Or well, how can how, they? Yeah, you got to tell them how to find it. Oh, how you can cut they out find you? at the end there. Oh, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> if he said how, how can you find Utini Cast? 
Right. Well, we're on, you know, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and all the, you know, sort of big podcast. The guild. The yeah, guild in the game. Emulators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, our guilds are at, uh, you just see join UtiniCast and, you know, ask for an invite. Um, you're, you know, you're basically it's pe- for people who know about the podcast. So you might get in and ask a question, you know, uh, about the podcast, just sort of keep you honest. But uh, but we're pretty we're pretty casual other than that. And uh, yeah, so uh, we have one on each side. We have Utini Nights on uh, the Republic side, Utini Rage on the Empire side. It, it, just for the record, it's Utini Rage. Rage. <laughs> That's right. It's always better to say it that way. Yes. <laughs> All right, Nick, do you have to use the bathroom? I absolutely do. So we'll be right back. Jeez, Nick, hurry up. We're trying to finish this podcast. And we're back. So today we're discussing the awesomeness of UtiniCast and how a show can be around for as long as it is, be as awesome as they are have three co-hosts and one main host that has lasted for over 400 episodes. I just wanted to surprise you guys with this because it's such an awesome feat. What you guys have done 400 episodes is no joke. And I just want to kind of go back in the way back time machine with you. Chill. Yeah, the rewind. <laughs> right. I'm trying to make that like the like the the rewind sound. No, see, that was a great rewind sound. Good. I was trying yeah. to go for that like bubbly transition for like 1950s shows. Um, they like, oh, oh yeah, but I did a terrible job. So or like Wayne's World. Doo-loo, 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 doo-loo. Yeah, that yeah, same same vibe. So if anybody on the listening to our show doesn't know Tini Caspita, which is crazy, they're their show is, I would say, a huge part of why Working Class Nerds is even a show. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah, 100%. I did, I call it the SOTOR podcast Infinity Gauntlet, and it started where I was on almost all the podcasts for <laughs> SOTOR, mm-hmm. except one, but that was because their show canceled before I could get on it. Yeah. And... um the first show I was ever on was on Utini cast. So chill. How did you guys even decide to start a show? Uh, well, that goes back to like, well, obviously this is pre Swotor because Utini cast started pre Swotor, but we were kind of aware that, you know, Swotor was going to be a thing. Uh, Tio and I, were he was actually my raid leader in world of warcraft i because i was working nights and there was every all the servers were dead in the u.s servers so i was actually playing on the australian server so that's how i met tio because i was as an american playing it on the australian server because i was i I was up late at night uh and so that that's like i said i had a night shift so i was that's when i was up and so we'd known each other then by that time for a couple of years. And I had just kind of gotten the bug from, uh, so, so actually I guess we have like a grandparent show almost, uh, this would be uh hypnotoad's show. So hip had a show. He, it was, it wasn't specifically game related. He just did talk about video games a little bit, but it was sort of like generic, um, pop culture stuff and just what was going on in his life and stuff like that. 
And so, uh, so I did some, I sent in some things for that. And then I was also listening to, um, uh, uh, like a couple of other shows, like a couple of wow shows and sending stuff into that, including, um, one where we were actually like in the guild for, uh, you know, we were like sort of in the guild for the, for one of the podcasts. So, um, and we, so I had listened to podcasts for a while. I was sort of sort of catching the bug essentially i thought it was really fun to you know just sort of send things in and 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 just you know voice opinions or or give information or whatever and i thought you know that might be really fun but but i had no idea how to how to do it uh you know this was a while ago this is going back almost 10 years and uh, I really didn't know how a podcast was really put together. You know, you could you could Google things and you could kind of figure things out, but it was really difficult. Um, so I did. I approached uh, Tio and I said, you know, I'm I'm really kind of thinking of doing maybe a podcast about the upcoming Star Wars, uh, you know, MMO. And he and the funny thing is, he said, you know, I was thinking exactly the same thing. He'd apparently been getting the bug too. Um, he hadn't like approached anyone or anything, but, uh, you know, once, once I approached him, it just sort of gelled for both of us and we took off and, you know, he still is a much, you know, much, much, much more advanced tech guy than I am. Um, so he, you know, he sort of like figured out how to do all the, all the setting up of the various sites and, and, you know, settings and feeds that you have to do and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Cause and, 10 years ago, just, 10 years yeah. ago. Ten so years ago, it wasn't like it was today. No, not at all. Right, right. It was. It was definitely. It was definitely different. We were using. Uh, gosh, we used Google Hangouts for the recordings. Audacity was still a thing, so we we used that from the from the get go. Uh, you know, Audacity is really nice. You can record your your uh, various audio feeds separately, and then you can edit them together. Uh, you know, and and Tio had some more advanced uh, editing. You know software and stuff like that as well. Um, in fact, I, I actually do use audacity for my audio editing now, uh, and, and it works just fine, but, uh, yeah, so, so that's kind of how we started, you know, like he, he had, he had done some of the same things. Like he had sent in some things to the, uh, to the guild podcast, uh, and, uh, you know, so he had sort of caught the bug too. Uh, and, that, and yeah, and then it just took off from there. So we just had, we kind of had to figure out like what, what did we want the show to be like and and what we were going to name it and all that sort of stuff. And we took a few months to do that. And then just, you know, a couple of months before launch, it was right around, uh, you know, early beta, like when it was just starting to become sort of public beta, uh, we launched, we launched the show and there were, and we've been going ever since. So nice. Yeah. Yep. What was your fondest memory? If you can think back in the first year of the show, Oh, the first year, uh, like the, the launch of the, of the game was like really, really fun. It was kind of crazy too, because I, I, for anyone who's like played SWOTOR and played that first night, it was sort of insane because there was so much interest in Star Wars and, you know, the fact that there's a big MMO around it and just Star Wars gaming in general that they had to keep like opening up new servers. <laughs> so like, you know, we had a, we had signed up for a, a server to be for our guild to be on. And so we were all on that server, you know, like as many, as many people as we sort of were pulling over from wow and from friendships with wow and, and, and so, so on. We had like, you know, we, we had the beginnings of the, of the, 
guild then. Um, but then like all these other s- servers were popping up and it was just like kind of going crazy. Like, and it was really hard to get on, you know, there was like, there's lines and stuff like that, but it was like really exciting. Uh, cause you know, we played the game in the beta, but now it was time to play the actual game. And we were on the mighty space slug server, which I love. I still love the <laughs> name of that server space slug server. We always, ca- we always called it the, the mighty space slug server. And yeah and just watching the game sort of unfold that first night was like really exciting and it was kind of crazy too i mean we kind of realized you know like unless the you know unless the player base stays super high you know they're gonna have to like merge servers and they did but uh but it was kind of crazy like the first night it went from like you know like 20 servers that they had planned and they had to open up 100 servers it's like what (laughs) but yeah that that first night was like really exciting and and a lot of fun too so yeah, that, I think that for the first year, that was that was like the big highlight for me was just watching watching that opening night. That sounds incredible. Um, what do you think has contributed the most to the longevity of the podcast? Can he, any one factor, or maybe like a grouping of factors, you could that would come to mind? Yeah, um, I would say it, it. The one thing that kind of makes it unique for for me, and I think for a lot of people, is the fact that like everything is voiced. Like you don't just have to read off of, you don't have to read your quest text off of like a, a, you know, off of a screen essentially, like everything sort of happens in front of you and it really makes the whole thing much more immersive. Mm -hmm. And I think that works for several reasons. Like even if you're not doing like, even if you mostly kind of stay at the end game and stuff, you know, when the next bit of story comes out, you do again, sort of get, get to get pulled back in and get to be immersed. Also, I feel that the, the immersion and the fact that everyone, you get to see all these characters actually interact and talk and all these cutscenes and special effects and, you know, things happening. Uh, it, it really works with the fact that this is a star Wars game. Like it, it might not matter so much to have sort of a fully voiced game. If it was like an, a brand new, like world, like if they were developing their own world, I mean, yeah, it would be cool and it would make, it would help out, but like just actually seeing like all, all these like Jedi talking to you and, you know, and, uh, you know, and Sith and, you know, having the droids around uh, and having, you know, Hutties being spoken and all that, you know, it's just, it really pulls me into the game. And I think it is, it's one of the main things that sort of makes the game uh, sort of evergreen because it, you never feel like it's just, uh, you know, ones and zeros, you know, you, you definitely have characters, uh, and, that, and it's really, to me, that's really important. So. Would you say that's the game and the immersion of the game is what's made the podcast last the test of time? Uh, well, yeah, uh, to a degree, but, uh, what has made the podcast last is sort of like just, you know, general bullheadedness. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. To do to do a podcast, like even for your hundred episodes, you have to have, you have to have the the mindset that you're just gonna keep going. And like, if you have if you have like an off episode where like you know maybe there's not a ton of news out there, or you know, or or you're just not clicking with a new guest or whatever it is. And it happens. Um, you just, but it doesn't matter. You're just there's there's going to be the next episode, and you're just going to keep going. And you know, I, and uh, I that's sort of what it has to be. 
Yeah. So speaking of not clicking with a guest, how do, it stinks when you don't click with your co-host. I've been very fortunate in that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wish right then and there. I wish we were on Twitch. Oh my god! I wish we were live because you guys could see the way I look at Nick. But no, you know. But <laughs> that was incredible. So lasting four hundred episodes is no small feat, and like you said about bullheadedness, right? And being able to do it and the fascinating part about your show is you've been there since the beginning. So you've seen the, the rise of the game, the, the immediate fall, then the rise of free to play, then the fall of the game again, and then the balance of it. And 10 years later, the game's still going. Yeah. I guess, and it doesn't have to. I mean, you know, games come and go a lot of the time. You, we're, we're very fortunate in that SWOTOR, you know, I mean, the fact that they were actually able to make the big switch from a subscriber-based uh, to, you know, subscriber plus free-to-play so that people could actually try out the game and so on. Uh, it was very fortunate that it worked as well as it did because the time that they were making SWOTOR, they designed it from the ground up to be a, a subscriber-based game. And that's how it launched. In fact, everyone who was there at launch, you know, there was no free to play. It was, you were subscribed. And, but the problem was that the, that the market had moved away from them during, during the development time. And by the time that they launched, you know, all the, all the MMOs pretty much, except for WoW was just sort of the granddaddy of them. They had like sort of a, a free to play plus subscription, or they were just free to play straight up. And the fact that we that they were able to make that transition um, was huge because you know people just weren't uh, subscribing to MMOs in the way they were, uh, you know, in years past. And so the fact that they were able to turn it into a game that you know didn't doesn't have you know pay to win, they were very careful about that. The few times that where it even sort of cropped up, they they you know they ended up nipping in the bud, and. Uh, and they, and they just did a, a, a marvelous job of that. And so we have, we have, you know, there's so many people who work on MMOs and, uh, and we've, they've, you know, they've got a great, um, you know, front facing, uh, community team with Eric Musco, but they've got great writers. Um, they've got great writers now, but they've had different writers all the way through and they've all been, you know, solid anywhere from solid to, you know, fantastic, uh, you know, the fact that they've gotten so many cool uh, voice actors is pretty amazing. Like, um, for example, like, uh, like Mako's voice actor is, uh, is the person who played Gretchen Wiener in Mean Girls. It's like, so if you've ever seen Mean Girls and you like Gretchen Wiener, that's Mako. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, like, I never realized that. Yeah. I, and I found around. a couple of other ones that are like that too. Like the guy who, who plays Doc. Uh, he was, he's been on mad TV for like over, th- for like 30 episodes of mad TV. Oh, like these are wow. not, you know, th- these are, these are, you know, there's a lot of really cool actors out there. Like uh, if you're a fan of uh, the uh, fairly odd parents, which I actually am because my, my son was young and when it came out and I watched a lot of them and the guy who play or the gal actually who played Timmy Turner has two roles in, in SWOTOR that you will recognize. And it's um, Holiday from Theron Cedric's uh, girlfriend, her, his holographic girlfriend, Holiday. 
and uh-huh. uh, Risha from the from the from the uh, smuggler storyline. Wow. Uh, huh. And she, both of those are, first of all, they have very different voices and yet they're the same voice actor. And it's the same voice actor who plays Timmy Turner on the Fairly Odd Parents. So if you've ever seen Fairly Odd Parents, that's Risha and that's Holiday. And that's really cool. Um, yeah, they've, they've done, they and they've just done a, a really cool job. And uh, the fact that, you know, we all want, you know, more story all the time, more, you know, that's kind of how MMOs, you know, kind of go. It's like they, they always kind of depend on that that fresh influx every once in a while of new story or you know or actual expansions or whatever. And and we've had enough of those to keep the the game going. Fortunately, you know, we always want more, but they've they've given us enough that the the game is still uh, still active and vibrant and all that. And, and you know, and then they they did the Steam thing this last year, which is pretty incredible. We we actually saw you know like huge amounts of of influxes of new people playing on the on the opening planet servers because of that. Right. So and which is really great. So they're actually keeping the they're definitely keeping things going. Like you know, they're taught like like you kind of alluded to before. They're they haven't given us the details, but they are planning on doing some sort of upgrade to like the systems of the game. What that exactly looks like, we we don't know. Um, how much of that is you know visual, or is this, is it kind of like other stuff, or under the hood, or whatever it is? We don't exactly know what that entails. But hood the fact toggle. is, they're doing things that are still long term. Like you don't do that sort of thing if you're planning on shuttering the game in six months or a year or even like two years. You don't put that sort of effort into a game. Uh, and so the fact that they are doing it is like a really, really good sign. And I'm really excited for it. I, I do agree with you that changes are coming to the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're, you know, I, I keep saying it, the, the hero engine that the game plays on mm-hmm. is, is at its max capacity. <laughs> Yeah, they well, it's not even. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. it is the hero engine, but it's like Swotor's massively like under the hood improved. Like they they've literally right. taken the hero engine and improved it for their own means and for their own ends. And it's like not even really the hero engine anymore, except in name and I'm sure in you know the fact that they probably still have to pay royalties. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy like how far they've had they've had to drag this uh, sort of like little bony skeleton and put this robust game on top of it which is kind of insane right and i feel like if this game is going to go another five years ten years or they're focusing on the future i feel like that's the one thing that would need to be upgraded to be able to make the have the game last for more years to come yeah, it would, be, it would it would be interesting to see if they were able to do that. They've always said in the past that it's just it's a crazy amount of work because basically you're having to redo like all the visuals in the game and but also everything else in the game, you know, cuz like the game is sort of structured on like all these little hooks and things, these little objects that that you know that code like when a when a quest starts, when a, a cutscene starts and all that sort of thing. And they'd have to roll all that into some other into some other system and if they're able to do it like i'll you know i'll be the first one to pat their backs it's going to be an amazing if 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 that is what they're up to it's going to that's an amazing feat uh, if it's something else i'm i'm excited to see what it is we'll see what do you think your favorite moment from utini cast has been if you could pick one oh gosh um 
you know, it's, there's so many, so many. Yeah. Like, well, it's always fun. Like when, when we got to go to celebration and actually meet a lot of our guildies and, and um, got to meet fee and deck in person, you know, that was like so much fun. And we did a live show there too. So it, it is actually an Utini cast too. It wasn't just, <laughs> I'm not just saying it's Utini cast related, but we actually did a show. Uh, we also did another show back um, when it was like uh, in, in Vegas. And that was a lot of fun too. And that was like the first time I got to see Tio in, in person, which was, and that was really cool as well. So like, you know, as much as this is an online game and, you know, you can meet people over, over discord and over the internet in various ways, there's something still really uh, special about meeting people in person. Uh, you know, and if we're, if we're going to go a little bit further afield and, and say like, okay, well, let's not talk about the in-person stuff and like just from the show more specifically, there's been some really cool guests like uh, Per Composer is still one of my favorites. We had him on a couple of times to talk about the Swotor music and and he's, his the way he's able to take sort of music theory and just knowledge of music in general and and that was a good let show. us know more yeah let us know more about music and how the Swotor music was being used it was just really special it was fun having Doc on of course he became a, a guest later on but having him on those original times when he was talking about his uh, his PhD uh, doctorate and like, you know, what he was going to do for it and, and helping him out with that and seeing what all the numbers were and, and going through all those, those were all really cool. So th- there's been a lot of, a lot of fun guests uh, and it's just been a lot of fun doing that. And um, yeah, so, uh, and I love having Kitty on actually, cause we have, uh, we have a lot of fun doing dual streams together as well. It's, it's, like change sort of how I think about the game a lot. Just doing the dual streams with Kitty is like made me realize like, you know, I, I do some like guild stuff and, and, but, I, but I've been like very, very solo about it um, for the last like couple of years and doing the dual streams with Kitty has been great too. And, and it's been fun talking about that too. Yeah. It's um, been really fun. Yeah. And I Kitty, will how about you? I know, I know, you know, you don't have the whole of the Utini cast, but like, how about like the last, since you started, um, since you started co-hosting, like what was your, like your favorite bit? I, I don't know. It's, I I think that just being part of the show is cool. Mm -hmm. You know, going from, I mean, basically Utini cast is what got me to stay in the game and finding the guild through the podcast, then meeting everybody in the guild and becoming friends. And then all of a sudden, you know, coming on to the show and then now being a host of the show, it's, it's, it's kind of surreal, but I think it's just, you know, getting to know you better, I think is, is one of the best things that's, that's happened so far. I mean, not only uh, in game, but uh, chill comes over every couple weeks and uh, we do a little guitar stuff and that's just kind of cool, you know? It's cool that I hear your voice. We, uh, I know you in game, but then, you know, I see you in real life too, which is, which is, I don't know. I appreciate that stuff. I like it. Yeah. It's very good. The, okay. So I'm, so here's where I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to love you guys both. There's no question that the show being on as long as it has and whenever you hear the word third time's the charm, I think this is the moment where the show 
has taken a new direction, you know, because you both play the game. I don't want to say the same way because you play it differently, but you both love the story. Yeah. And these last months that Kitty's been there, as soon as Kitty says, oh, I'm doing this Jedi Sentinel and or whatever, and and I'm doing this and this this guy, it's just, just random NPC says blah, blah, blah. And chill, you know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> and you guys go on like right. a 10, minute, 10 minute mini rant about this one guy being rude about this one part in the story. Right. It it makes me want to go play that story quest just to find that one little NPC. Oh, that's what they were talking about. And the energy <laughs> that you both have because of it. And then now add in the whole dual streaming. It's like you guys are the total package of a show now. And I'm not taking anything away, thing away from Docker Tio because they were different hosts, but you two have that same style and same energy about the, the the class stories, which makes it so much fun. Uh, and and I love it. Well, thanks. And I, I appreciate that. Her. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, we just uh, we've we've always been you know playing on the Tina Cast. We've been you know we sort of play it the way we have, and it sort of develops over time. Like you know, I did a fair bit of operations with Tio uh, early on. Our, our our operations group kind of broke up when um, for that period of time during Coffee Cotet when they decided they just weren't going to do new operations. Uh, but then, you know, they have brought them back since, but unfortunately that did sort of kill our operations group when they decided that, uh, you know, so, the, and then the way I play and the way that the co-hosts have played have, has definitely changed over time. And I, yeah, and I think it's been very fortunate though, that, that Kitty and I do sort of play along the same lines because it has given us a, a chance to sort of like cross over and, you know, like we end up talking and, and we do, do sort of recognize, you know, like, the one weird guy who had the, the macro binoculars glued to his head <laughs> right. on terrace, you know, for the smuggler story and whatever. It's like, <laughs> that's what, yeah, but that's, but that's what I mean. It, it, the, the chemistry between you two, it's like, and it just so happens that you guys live in the same area of the country. You guys met each other in real life. I don't know. It's just, yeah. to me, it's like, it's meant to be. That is pretty right? amazing. Well, yeah, but you guys have that too. I mean, you're you're literally doing this from the same like building, from the same room. <laughs> yeah, we're naked, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're naked. No, 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 no. We're not naked. We have shirts on. We're just it's like wearing... we're flying X wings. Okay, we have. No, it's a no pants party. Okay? Yeah, we're um, hats. <laughs> so, my last question is: when when Utini cast is over, what would you say? to somebody who asked you what was it like to podcast for 400 episodes? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. Some of that cut off. All right. I said it when, when this is all over and Utini cast is done and five years down the road, you say to somebody, <clears throat> I had a show that had 500 episodes on it and they say, what can you tell me about it? What would you tell them? Oh, um, Buckle up. Yeah, right. I would say, well, I would say that what ultimately was like, it really was worthwhile because it's given me so much in the way of like meeting new people, learning new things, uh, 
you know, learning more about the game, but things of outside the game as well. Uh, it, you know, pushing my, my personal comfort zone. Uh, I, I've, it's definitely made me more extroverted than I used to be. And I'm not by any means an extrovert, but I am more extroverted than I used to be. And it's, it's so worthwhile. Like just having the experience itself has been like a, a wonderful sort of addition to my life, I would say. So, yeah, I would say like, if you have, if you ever, if you ever catch the bug, like, like Marcus is saying, like, it's not, difficult especially nowadays and it wasn't that difficult back then it's just it's kind of intimidating don't be intimidated it's it's totally worthwhile and what i'm you know and i think a lot of people have like a lot of good ideas for podcasts out there um that would be you know like a really good addition to the podcasting world and that i you know that people would love to listen to that i would love to listen to so yeah if you're if you've got the bug to to do a podcast definitely go for it sure okay where can everybody find you guys? Right. Well, utinicast.com is our website. Uh, you can find the podcast on the usual places, uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and you know some of the other uh, big uh, cumulative places as well. And uh, we do throw up the raw version of the show. Uh, well, first of all, we do record it live on Twitch, so you can actually watch it live and join in the conversation because there is uh, we do uh, talk with the chat room and so on. Uh, then, then the raw version of the show is out on YouTube, so can, you can check it out there if you like. Uh, and then after that, we edit the audio version. The edited audio version then goes out as a as a polished podcast, like I say, to Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So yeah, so all the usual podcast places pretty much. And you can also follow us on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. I would say that uh, if you're going to follow us on social media specifically, definitely uh, do the Twitter thing because that's where we do like the weekly polls um, for Jedi mind tricks or Jedi mind traps and, and so on. So definitely uh, if, you're, if you're a social media person, definitely check us out on Twitter at UtinaCast. And uh, where can they watch you on Twitch? Uh, it's twitch.tv slash utinicast and we always spell it double uh, O-T-I-N-I so we that's our own special spelling of the word utini it's not the official Star Wars one uh, it, it's the one that it, it's spelled like the way it actually sounds <laughs> that's, that's always how we spell it yeah kitty yeah I do a stream at twitch.tv slash chills room and then kitty does it as twitch.tv slash kitty kisses and give them the spelling kitty <laughs> a-i-t-t-y-k-i-s-s-z there you go <laughs> you also find me on twitter at gm kitty kisses mm-hmm. on uh twitter meow meow <laughs> jeez nick hurry up we're trying to finish this podcast